Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly O'Horo, and this is Adaptable Behavior Explained. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to talk about a concept that I hadn't really put a lot of thought into until I came across this really cool episode of After School. And Dr. Anna Lemke from Stanford University uh, talks about the concept of radical honesty and how every major religion and ethical code has included honesty and truth-telling, yet the average person lies 0.59 to 1.56 times per day. So we're going to talk about lying, why we lie, how it works, and how to stop lying so that you can live a, a more full life. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our channel and perhaps like and share, and we can create more content that matches what you're interested in seeing. So let's get to it. So like I said, Dr. Anna Lemke did a lot of research and has accumulated a whole bunch of information from her patients on the topic of truth-telling and how it relates to recovery from addiction, to relationship improvement and connection, and overall mental and physical health. She says that radical honesty is at the core of a well-lived life. So lying starts as early as age two. I always share with my clients an example of lying and how we really need to question our children because they learn to defend themselves via lying super young. Think about an example where if you told your child no cookies before dinner and you proceed to see them with cookies all over their face and you ask them, did you eat the cookies when fully knowing they actually did, you almost push them into a fearful defensive response where they say, no, I didn't eat the cookies. So we start really young with lying as a defense and the frequency of lying decreases when kids are around three or four because they start to developmentally become aware of how lying affects or hurts other people. So lying, the purpose of it, there are many, but the first I'm gonna talk about is that it's a defense and it helps to reduce disappointment in others, which potentially can decrease rejections, rejection and ultimately feelings of isolation or not belonging. Lying is so effective that there are many species that use lying or deception to trick their prey into uh, thinking that there's somebody else and that they can infiltrate a nest and become part of uh, an area where something lives so that they can attack. Now, the most advanced species with lying is, of course, human. Because of our communication and our sophisticated way of experiencing one another, we are capable of manipulating and deceiving people for our benefit. And so humans are better at lying and much more frequently do so. One of the main reasons that people will lie is to avoid punishment. So like I talked about in the two-year-old example, the fear of consequences is a great motivator to try to find a way out of getting in trouble. Another reason that people will lie is to protect others. People lie with the intention of protecting someone either from harm or from having disappointment or hurt feelings because the truth might be perceived as something that they can't handle. And a couple of problems with that is that we aren't giving someone a benefit of the doubt to handle the truth when we protect them by lying to them. Another reason that people lie is to preserve their self-image. We want to reflect a more positive or favorable light, and we want people to see us in professional or social settings as perhaps better than we are or more masterful at something than we actually have experience for. And so lying has a lot to do with masking or pretending to be someone that we aren't. Uh, we become most free when we learn to be our fullest selves without lying to ourselves or others and really learning how to be fully authentic about who we are and what we can do. 
One of the other reasons that people lie is to seek approval. The desire for approval from others is so deeply ingrained in all of us, and it leads us to lie. Sometimes we fabricate stories or exaggerate our achievements, sort of hyperbole, so that we can become more grandiose or more impressive with the things that we've done, ultimately desiring to have uh, acceptance or gain acceptance from our peers. Another primary reason that one lies is to avoid conflict. It's a strategy so that we can perhaps stay out of confrontation. People may choose to deceive others to sidestep uncomfortable or difficult conversations or all out omit or avoid them in the first place. Sometimes people do things in their lives that they aren't proud of or that could potentially cause discourse or uh, disillusion of a relationship. And so oftentimes people might lie to maintain a relationship. If I had an affair, for example, I wouldn't share that with my partner because it would cause likely a lot of disruption in our connection. And so people might choose to withhold certain information or provide false reassurances to prevent tension or disagreements. So in order to maintain relationships. Sometimes people want to uh, achieve personal gain or advance their own personal interests by manipulating situations in their favor, primarily related to like financial, social, or professional experiences in order to be seen in a better light or to potentially gain. So an example might be, I... um, I put things on my resume that I'm not actually qualified for so that I can be seen as someone who's qualified for a higher salary. That might be a reason someone might lie. The most common thing that I see as a counselor is that people will lie to cope with their own shame or their guilt. These feelings can prompt people to lie about actions or behaviors because admitting the truth uh, might be psychologically challenging. And so they then you know, deceive as a, as a coping mechanism to deal with the feelings of inadequacy or less than and trying to show up for someone. So an example might be, you know, I didn't go to my son's baseball game and I might say that it was because I was working when in fact I was on video games and I didn't prioritize it. So I lie so that I can deal with my own shame or guilt for not showing up for my son the way that I wanted to or that he deserved. Another reason people might lie is to preserve privacy uh, or safety. So uh, Immanuel Kant is a philosopher that I always loved. And he said that in in all ethics, basically no one would argue or dispute that lying is, is wrong. However, in certain circumstances, everyone would do so. So an example might be if I were attacked, someone broke into my home and they, you know, were looking for one of my children, I would lie and say they weren't here to protect either their safety or, or privacy would be one way where everyone would do it. However, it's still considered to be a a deception. Um, So that might be related to survival as well. Another reason people lie is because of social norms and expectations. Uh, They want to conform to standards of social norms and avoid judgment. So the reason lying is bad is because it masks or covers our behaviors, which can lead to shame and isolation, which leads to further disconnection, more consumption, and then we're compensating for the shame with things like that. I want to talk a little bit about how we deal with shame and some ways to overcome lying in order to move towards a more radically honest life. Brene Brown talks about shame as something that can only grow like in a Petri dish. If it's in the dark, it doesn't have light. It doesn't have words. So the first thing we want to do to deal with shame rather than lie or be dishonest is to give it words 
to give it light and to not let it hide in the dark. So when we're trying to deal with shame and we want to cultivate connection, we reach out to people that we care for or that we trust and we share our experiences and we end up not in a place where we might need to lie for our uh, dealing with our shame or our guilt. And this can foster intimacy and connection, which ultimately improves relationships. Becoming honest leads to a more truthful autobiography, which holds us accountable not only to the present moment, but also to the future and how we want to present ourselves moving forward. Telling the truth is contagious. So when we start telling the truth and being honest, we start to cultivate that culture in relationships. So people then know they can be honest with us. So it's contagious, just like lying is contagious. Telling the truth is contagious. Being radically honest ultimately prevents future addiction. When I stop trying to hide and scheme and manipulate and I become transparent, I don't have to deal with the shame of my addiction and ultimately use things compulsively to hide from it. So how do we overcome lying? We have to get comfortable with our narratives, with our truths, becoming authentic. The first step in doing this is self-reflection. We have to begin by wondering in our own worlds, what are our values and what's the importance of honesty for us personally? And ultimately, does it have a positive impact in my life if I become more honest? Am I looking for an improvement in my relationships and my own personal growth? I have to start there. I have to decide this is something I want to work on. I have to have awareness of my motivation. So I have to slow myself down and I have to start thinking to myself, What motivates me when I tell half-truths or when I tell white lies? What is the reason for that underneath? What am I hiding from and what am I trying to protect or defend? We have to embrace vulnerability. When we become radically honest, we don't know how people are going to perceive what we say, and that's always risky. Vulnerability is always risk of emotional exposure with no guarantee. So we have to embrace this with radical honesty because we don't know the outcome of our truths and how that's going to impact the people around us and ultimately how how that's going to improve our relationships or not. Can people handle our truths? Not everybody can. So that's one of the fears that people have. So we have to embrace that vulnerability. In this day and age, we are moving so quickly and we are not mindful and we're quite impulsive. Most of us are not communicating from a mindful place. So we have to practice communication while being present and fully engaged in our interactions. We want to try to avoid distraction and give our full attention to our listener. And that helps us to be more clear and concise and honest in our communication as well. We have to present ourselves more authentically. And ultimately, we have to take responsibility for the outcomes when we're honest about our emotional experience and when we're sharing with people mindfully. Another factor that we have to consider when we're speaking honestly is that we have to express our feelings clearly. We have to know what we're feeling. We have to know what we're, what we have experienced. And then we have to be able to share that with someone. And we really want to be honest about how we're feeling. We want to avoid staying in the victim role. So our experiences of sharing our emotions need to also be followed by what we need and what we want so that there can be a change. We want to use I statements so that we are reflecting our experience from an honest self-respective place. Uh, And then we want to clearly communicate our emotions. And this will help to uh, avoid dishonesty as well. 
oftentimes people find themselves in little white lies. And so in embracing radical honesty, we want to try to catch those little white lies and avoid using those. We tell them for convenience. And while they might seem harmless, they contribute to a culture of dishonesty. And so we want to practice finding honest and tactful ways to communicate even in really small matters. Being radically honest we're going to get it wrong. We're going to mess up. So we want to practice accepting imperfection. We need to understand that embracing this doesn't mean it's going to be perfect all the time. Everyone makes mistakes and it's okay. We want to acknowledge when we've been less than honest, circle back and try again so that we can learn from the experience and commit to improving. Another way we overcome dishonesty is by actively listening. We're not thinking about what somebody's saying and planning for our retort, but we're really being open to listening so that we can be intentional about our response after we've heard it fully. We want to set boundaries, have clear boundaries for ourselves uh, and communicate them openly. This includes expressing your needs, desires, and limits with others and remembering that boundaries always contribute to honest and respectful relationships but they must have a pathway toward connection as opposed to a wall which doesn't have a way in. These will help prevent lying. Setting healthy boundaries will help prevent lying because we won't have to backtrack when our boundaries have been violated. Part of our journey to radical honesty requires feedback from the people that we trust around us and asking colleagues, friends, or other professionals that we trust their feedback and insights to provide us with valuable perspectives in areas where we can enhance are truth-telling. And so this is not something that we have to do by ourselves, but something that we can employ people we trust to help us with. And asking for feedback is another way we can do that. So when we're no longer working to present a false persona and we're more open to ourselves and others, and we're more able to be honest with ourselves and with others, we have improved relationships. Truth-telling is a two-way street. So if you can be open and honest, it sets the stage for the other person to do the same, which cultivates truer and richer authentic connection. It builds trust. It fosters authenticity. It promotes healthy relationships, ultimately improves personal growth and integrity. And it can start with each day. You can say to yourself, Today, I'm not going to lie about anything. And if I do, I'm going to circle back and take accountability for the lies that I've told. I hope that you find this episode helpful on radical honesty. I know that it's scary. It's not going to be easy. It's certainly not going to be comfortable, but I encourage you to move toward a more honest and authentic way of living. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you remember to lead with love. It'll never steer you wrong. 